Super Talk Mississippi media production. It's week two. It's Mississippi State versus Southern Mississippi. So Luke Johnson, Sports Talk Mississippi's USM correspondent and the host of the Eagle Hour at supertalk.fm back with us today to talk about the Golden Eagles. Took down Alcorn in week one. Just some first week thoughts. What did you see that you liked from the Golden Eagles? Uh, defense extremely fast, Brian. Up front, I was pleased with Terry Whittington, Torrance Brown. DQ Thomas at the nickel spot, uh, had a nice game, couple tackles for loss. Eagles were able to flush, uh, Noah Johnson, who's a pretty good FCS quarterback, uh, you know, and, and they created some turnovers. Uh, special teams was, uh, amazing. Two, two returns. Jalen Adams was just kind of a blur, uh, returning the ball. Uh, he had a punt return and a kickoff return. Andrew Stein, freshman kicker. He looked good. Uh, he, he had three easy kicks, but, you know, when you're dealing with kickers, that's probably the best thing to do is to, to get some easy kicks under their belt. Um, offensively, uh, the wide receivers played a lot better in the second half. Uh, some guys that had some early drops uh, came back and, and made some big plays. Neil McLaurin had a great catch. Uh, Jordan Mitchell, seven catches for 133 yards. And, uh, you know, some, some running backs, we can talk more about this in a minute, but some running backs were forced uh, into some more playing time because of the injury to Travinsky Mosley. D. Baker looked really good. Steven Anderson looked pretty good. Uh, there was a couple other guys that came in the game later on um, that, that could will probably be forced into action this week because of the Mosley injury. Yeah, you mentioned that injury, and even on top of that, just USM did not run the ball pretty effectively against Alcorn. Is that something Mississippi State fans should be keying on this week? Can Southern be better in the running game? Um, you wonder, and I guess the answer to that is twofold. Number one, you wonder how much of the playbook they held back. At the same time, blocking, it doesn't matter what play you're running, the most basic or the most complex, you still have to block. Uh, I think it was, uh, uh, in some ways, not the whole reason but it was a it was a scheme that Alcorn was running when you got four wide out there and they bring six guys or seven guys then somebody's not going to you know be able to be blocked but on on a on a run at least uh it just seemed like they were just a, a day late dollar short on some of the efforts to block so yeah I think Mississippi State uh, in some ways is looking at that uh and and if Southern is unable to offset I told you guys yesterday uh, if Southern is unable to offset that, then they can just pin their ears back and come after Jack Abraham, who, although he scored a rushing touchdown Saturday, is, is not really known for being fleet of foot. He's a pocket passer. So Mississippi State, of course, looking at Southern's inability to run just 3.1 yards on the ground Saturday, um, and that should be probably where they attack first defensively. You mentioned the, the, the USM offensive line. It's, it's a good group, a veteran group, but it seems like they struggled on the other side, I think Mississippi State's defensive line struggled a, a good bit against Louisiana. They, they just were not effective against the run. Is, is it pretty simple to say that whoever wins this matchup is going to have a big advantage on, on Saturday? Yeah, if you're looking at Southern's offensive line versus State's defensive line, on the, uh, that specifically, um, I, I don't think USM has to you know have a huge game run in the football. They just need to keep uh, State's you know, blitzing in, in, in check. So if you can, you know, if you can try to get three or four yards, uh, you know, a pop, you can set up play play action, um, and you can allow Abraham uh, to, you know, to be able to, to throw a little bit. He's going to be accurate. Uh, Southern Miss feels really good uh, about their receiving core, and I think they 
there, there's enough talent there they can get open on a few plays. Um, but if State's able to, to penetrate, you know, with four guys and just drop seven into coverage, it's going to be a long, long day for the Eagles. For for USM in this game, you know, I think whenever you're talking about potential upsets, getting points away from the offense is big. Southern had two return touchdowns on uh, on Saturday against Alcorn. Just sort of, you know, they've got an explosive guy back there. Tell us a little bit about him. Jalen Adams is an interesting guy. He's a redshirt sophomore. Um, he actually took a, uh, a red shirt some last year uh, because he, he missed uh, about eight games because of an injury. He played as a true freshman. He was a first-team parade All-American out of Adamsville, Alabama. Uh, he was the Alabama uh, Offensive Player of the Year uh, in, in 6A and I think all across the state of Alabama in 2016. He's a guy that's extremely fast. He's probably one of the top three fastest guys on the entire roster. 5'10", 180, but plays a little bigger than that. Uh, last year when Southern Miss went to play Auburn, he was he just talked about how you know even Auburn didn't even give him a look. I think he was originally supposed to sign with Troy. That fell through, so Southern Miss gobbled him up. And uh, he was a blur on the field. Um, made one mistake in the passing game, uh, tipped the pass, it led to an interception. But Adams is one of those guys, he can be a, you know, he can be a, a game breaker. And I think Southern Miss... If not for a touchdown, they're going to have to get considerable, you know, return yardage in order uh, that they're not pinned back every time and, and State works with a short field. And then defensively, you mentioned that USM defense. Really good a season ago. They looked good on, on Saturday night. For, for you, what's more important, pressuring Tommy Stevens and disrupting the MSU pass game or slowing down Kylan Hill and the Bulldog rushing attack? Um, You just kind of wish you could do both. I don't think it, it's – I think – if you if you're able to limit Hill's breakouts, what did he average? Do you know what he averaged in game 7. one? Seven point three. Yeah, I mean that there's if that happens, Stevens won't even have to throw the ball. Uh, Tim Billings, I believe, is going to bring a lot of pressure, and it's going to be not so much penetrating the backfield, but corralling the outside and allowing the linebackers to step up because I think that's where I think that's where Southern Miss is vulnerable is on, is on the outside. I think they can. Uh, gash. So if there's if there's too much pressure up the middle, they can just bounce to the outside. Jim Moorhead, great play caller. Uh, I, I think the most important thing is if you contain Hill a little bit and force Stevens into third and medium or third and long. And then I guess what Southern is hoping is through blitz packages and bringing people from just kind of every direction to force Stevens into some some uh, you know some mistakes. And if you can get I think the key to it, if if Southern wants to uh, to be in it in the third quarter, especially the late third quarter, I think one, maybe two first-half turnovers are going to be a necessity. We'll see what happens on Saturday. Going to be hot. I, if you know any USM fans coming to this game, tell them gold or white. Don't don't wear black. <laughs> Just don't do it. I'm. Not, it's not smart on this day. You got to dress and hydrate. For God's sakes, drink some water before you get there. Going to be a miserable. There's an old story in, in 1999. It was actually on Labor Day. Tulane visited the Rock, and Tulane came out in all white, and it, it was a kickoff at 11 o'clock. I was there. I was in high school. It was about 100 degrees, and the humidity was about 90%. And Southern came out in all black. And Tulane said that when they saw USM in all black, they gave up before the game started because they said, we're dying in all white. 
how are they in all black? So, yeah, I don't think anybody should wear black on, on Saturday regardless. I agree with you 100%. All right, Luke Johnson, you can catch him on the Eagle Hour at supertalk.fm anytime you want to hear a little bit more about the Golden Eagles. Thanks for joining me, man. Thanks, hey, Dad. Have a great day. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.